Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. All right, welcome to episode 99 of the Tony Steak Podcast. I'm Sean. Joined with me, we have Tony Katz. Yes. Off road, I stand when I drink Andy. 99, we're almost there. And uh, this is a happy hour pod, so we have a uh, technically two guests, but one main guest of honor. Turtle is in studio. You're not really a guest. You're not, here. Good not bit. a guest. Happy home day. He's our promoter, I think. That's yeah, right. yeah, That's exactly. Fair. The uh, the guest in uh, in the studio today is magical, to say the least. Jack Velour. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Thanks for tuning in. Oh yeah, they're they're tuned and they're they're locked in. And uh, we're all in here enjoying one a drink one way or another. Um, excited to be here, though. We have a lot of questions. Uh, you are you are the uh, the ma- magician. We uh, we know from a local bar, and uh, we've seen you at your show in the past. I think everyone here has. Uh, how long have we now known you, Jack? It's been a couple of years. A couple of years, two, I'd say. Two, say three least. years. Um, Safe to say it would be two, I think. And the tricks always amaze me just as much the same. Mm-hmm. Three of the best years of my life. <laughs> wow. I thought it was two. Well, um, you had a really good year before also. Yeah, yeah very, very good year. Um, so real quick, just to, to say how good he is. Turtle here, I think it was maybe the first or second time you had come in there. He... I don't even know if you went to a magic shop or what, but you you bought like a, a 11 per, year old person's kit of like magic for beginners. And uh, That's cute. for a while he was trying to do some card <laughs> yeah. tricks, but he, he was trying them before he was ready. So he's like, hey, let, let me do a trick for you. You're like, uh, okay, I'm like I'm trying to watch the game. He's like, no, 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 it only takes a second. <laughs> All right, uh, what am I supposed to do? Here, grab a card. Okay. And he'll, he'll put it out, the deck of cards out in front of you and then he'll, he'll take one. And like, okay, and I'll shuffle it or do whatever, and he'll be like, are you, do you have a jack? I was like, no. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Give it back, give it back. Like, it'll go on for a couple minutes. Like, I don't know if this jo- this trick is right. What I would like to say is I'm glad it's left a lasting impression on you. <laughs> that makes me feel special, well, but... You did it to me a couple of times, at least. I think I was the, one of the test dummies. You're right. Magic is something I've always been fascinated with, right? And I never really tried to get into it, and I have no interest in, in trying to understand how things are done, right? I want to keep it a secret and keep it magical, if you will. So the whole David Blaine stuff, the Siegfried and Roy, the card tricks, I've always thought it, it it's just, I mean, you respect it so much after you try to do something with a card and, and, and you can't. So anyway, I agree. Amazing. I was one of those kids that had a magic set when I was like 9, 10, and I was trying to get into it, but... It is incredible what you're able to do. Well, thanks. I, see, it's easy to be memorable if you have a train wreck. That That's much more memorable. Okay, that's fair. Well, Being good isn't as memorable as a train wreck. Um, it's uh, no matter how good you are, if you do, if you really mess something up, people remember that. I'm going to write that especially down. Especially if it's embarrassing. I'll take it. I'll take it. That's I mean, what I was there for. Not how you want to be remembered. You, no, certainly not. When you have someone like me who kind of ruins... Your trick for you, classic Andy, makes it memorable for everyone. See, so I was just doing you a service. Are you talking about the other night at Rockwell's? Uh, yes. Well, no, that. But see, sometimes, and I've got to kind of trim you back there a little bit. You didn't ruin the trick. 
you kept forgetting it. Yeah, you were that, dumb. that might mean that I that might give the listeners the impression that I somehow messed something yeah, up. No, what yeah, no, he was, did not. <laughs> I'll clear that up really quick. What that was was don't show me your card, and three times in a row, Andy showed him his card. <laughs> yeah. And exactly Andy is, how honestly, it happened. He's one of the smartest people I know, to be honest, especially when it comes to trivia. But yeah, but not, following not when it comes to basic <laughs> stuff. Following instructions. Don't show me the card. What this? Oh my! I, I believe I ordered a prime rib that night, and that's what was on my oh, mind. Oh, it's the prime rib's he's fault. He's not wrong. He's not yeah. in the head headspace for magic at that point. So. Prime rib made him special ed. <laughs> yeah. Two bites. Yeah, that's the title right there. Uh, but let to... let's back it up for a minute and just get in with the background. Uh, so you are a Cleveland man originally, right? East side of Cleveland. East side of Cleveland. Yep. Gorgeous this time of year. That's what right? I hear. It's gorgeous. How long ago uh, did you move out this way? September of 2012. Oh, so dang. Wow. It was the 3rd of September. Um, like the Temptation song that Dale always remember. Okay. <laughs> um, and I left Cleveland, got in the car, drove 18 hours the first day. 15 the second day and then nine or so the third day and you were in hawaii by then right <laughs> how far away is cleveland Jeez. 20 about 2400 miles holy yeah, bit, cow i was gonna say utah is a 10-hour drive and i mean that's cleveland's a little bit farther than that let me tell you this jack i don't like driving to irvine but it was good for my endurance yeah i See, believe it um i you guys ever uh read about ed bullion i think it's ed bullion he's got the world record for uh driving from New York to California, like mm-hmm. 29 hours and 50 seconds. I'm wow. not sure exactly. Wow. But I am i didn't know about that guy what? when I did the drive, but I've since become a little bit familiar with him. But Ed, he's Ed Billion, I don't know if you can look it up. Ed Bullion, Billion. I will now. Um, but he did it in a CL55 mm-hmm. Mercedes, a two-door. C, I'm not sure what, I can't quite remember, but... Um, I think he sold Lamborghinis in Atlanta, but he did it with two other guys, and they had spotters, and they had people driving ahead and looking out for police. They had radar jammers and what laser jammers and radar detectors. But anyway, after driving that great distance, that 18 hours, and my head was starting to bob, and I was nodding off at the wheel, uh, it was time to stop. But it did give me a different endurance for when I drive now, because knowing that I did that, now I don't look at any drives too far. So That's good. Was, That's it, fair. It was a good exercise. I'll take it. We're struggling with the yeah, spelling I've, of his name, but uh, yeah, we uh, we believe you. Andy has it. Uh, Twenty-eight hours, fifty minutes is his record that he set. Oh, New York to L.A., which they say they, they call that the Cannonball Run. Cannonball Run. That's right. That sounds miserable. And is that in just nonstop? Like it's got to be gas? nonstop. That's a world record. You can't sleep. Yeah. They they time the traffic lights. They put in I think two twenty-two gallon uh, gas tanks in the trunk. They modified the oh, back end of the Oh my gosh! Thing. Oh yeah, so you're not even gonna stop to get gas. You just kind of run out there. You and just dump it. Fill in. up a couple of two liters mm-hmm. when you have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, you want ever? You want to forget about what's what's on your mind? Yeah. Just step on the gas. Yeah. And oh look, yeah. And look look straight ahead and see if you can dodge the police. So I believe there's at least 29 <laughs> hours of Tony's Take podcast out there. There you go. If yeah. Anyone yeah, wants exactly. to try this? Relatable. We're a lot closer to a, like a hundred something because most of these run around around an hour. Oh yeah, we do two a night also for one episode. So yeah. Well, le- leading you know from that, I think that kind of leads us into what I imagine is the next point. Why did you come to California? Right? What made you come mm, out exactly. here, in Southern California? Pain. Okay. Yeah. Like <clears throat> tea pain. <laughs> tea pain. Oh. Oh, uh, no, no. It was uh, every – I always had a feeling, you know, the weather's miserable, and a lot of people complain about it, so there was that. Although I can't say weather alone was enough to do it. 
it was a constant feeling that I could be someplace else mm-hmm. that was better. And now that I'm here, I don't feel that I could be anyplace better, just different. Now, maybe, maybe better if working as a magician wasn't part of the program. I love Big Sur. I like Lake Tahoe. Oh, I like yeah. the forest and stuff yeah. like that. But I wouldn't make a living there. There's not yeah, not people. a lot of bears are going to go to a magic show. Yeah, I remember the girl I was dating at the time, I remember her sister said something about, uh, uh, so is he just going to work for tips the rest of his life? So I think I need to get as far away from that as yep. possible. Yeah, mm-hmm. And that was, a, that was a motivating factor. I didn't say much about it at the time, but that was part of it. That's good because I think mm-hmm. like a lot of people probably want to try to leave and they just never do, like you said, get in the car and just make the 18-hour drive. So, I mean, that's big of you. Yeah, do. I mean that's a big thing. That's a, I think they always say like the hardest thing is actually just doing it, like the first step, and then once you do it, you're kind of it's almost like you're free falling. Like okay, well I'm out here now. Yeah, I got to do it. Yeah, I went. I so I brought the girl with me. Oh wow. Okay. Left her sister back though. I'm yeah. Correct. Left the sister. <laughs> <laughs> left the sister. So that didn't work out. Okay. Um, I think a, I, the saying "a person convinced against their will is of the same opinion" still comes to mind. Yeah, I was just mm-hmm. gonna say, like, I mean, so if was it wasn't not... her desire to come out here, it's yeah. probably, you know, it was gonna be a matter of time. Exactly. So, but that's how I got to. I remember, I remember the moment I made the decision, though. I was leaving my apartment in Willoughby Hills, uh, on the east side of Cleveland, and I was walking out to my car, and there's this stuff called black ice that mm-hmm. you just can't see. <laughs> And I'm six, almost six five, and I slipped, and I did one of those things where my feet moved real quick, and my arms went out to my sides, and I was rigid, and I jarred every muscle and bone in my body, and I didn't go down, and I got this ugly look on my face, and I thought, that's never gonna happen to me again. Certainly I not. Did. Here. That's a good I story. decided right then and there. You might slip on a diaper here, but that's about it. No black eyes. Not walking around Villa Park. No. Not, not in Villa Park. But <laughs> I mean, diapers are out there. Yeah, you sure, ever walk through Los Tell Angeles? Tell that story. Where did that come from? Los Angeles is covered in diapers. It's gross. <laughs> we lived in Anaheim one time, and some person threw a used, loaded diaper into our backyard. He's not used wrong. Used and loaded. He's not wrong. I didn't inspect it that well, but I'll trust him. I didn't either, but who? no one's going to throw away a good diaper. Never They're thought of that, but also true. <laughs> Think about that. All righty. Uh, Depends. <laughs> that's an adult diaper there's the pun <laughs> comedian maybe magician certainly uh, let me ask you this then like where where did your exposure to magic like where was your aha moment or how did that all begin okay I remember uh, vaguely this is really vague um, getting off of a trolley in San Francisco when I was a kid uh, this is maybe 90 91 and there's a big crowd of people, and there's this magician that did some magic for me. And I I don't remember all the details, mm-hmm. but I think it had something to do with one of these little red balls. And it disappeared and appeared and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And then I was hooked. And then when I got back to school, I went to the school library, and I asked the librarian for a book on how to do magic. So she shows me this book, and it showed how to make a pencil turn into rubber. Oh, Any I love pencil. that trick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you move it, and if you move it right... Well, it looks like rubber. Oh, yeah. I did that trick a lot of times. Plenty of times. It was. It looks like rubber. So I threw the pencil down. I wasn't happy with that. <laughs> but that's. But I, I thought if somebody can do magic, it should be me. I, I, I would dream of being able to do amazing 
fantastical things. And it would keep me awake. I would think about it. I would obsess about it. Well, everything I do, it's a product of an obsession. It's, uh, I've, I've spent a lot of nights awake thinking about it. If you're going to do something, do it great. Sean said that. <laughs> from Sean, Sean said that. <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. So, that I mean, and it, it, it's nice that you learned your passion, right, at, at a young age because a lot of people still search for it. Some people never find it. And then some people, once they find it, can't make a living off of it. So it, it's pretty rare to be able to do all that. So it's pretty unique. When you say passion, I don't know if – I don't know that it's my passion. Okay. In a way, yeah, I guess it is. I don't, I don't know, though. I never thought of it as my passion until a bunch of people said, oh, it's great. You get to – you know, you get to do your, live out your passion for a living. I don't know. I, I didn't, I never thought of it as a passion, but I guess maybe. Well, maybe still yet to find the passion. Yeah, I don't know. Right? <laughs> He's always wanted to make a, a Guinness attempt at driving across the country. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so how, how, I mean, how long then has that been that you've been doing magic? Like, if you started, well, over, I don't know what, how well old over you? twenty years. Okay, I mean, I'm, and and how long would you? I don't even know if this is the right term. Consider, have you been doing it professionally since I, I was, was just going to ask that? Sixteen years. I was going to be like, when did you Hot know, damn. like, you were good at magic? Like, who did you show a trick to or something? And then that person's <clears throat> reaction or the way you just performed it made you realize, like, oh shit, I'm good at this. Well, I used to do it at parties in high school, and I would do it for one or two people. I'd do some magic with cards or something. Yeah. And then a crowd would gather. And I only had one or two uh, tricks for them. So then that was the end of the program. So then I'd repeat them. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then some cocky kid would say, dude, you already did that one. Show us something else. I'm thinking, well, I don't have something else. So <laughs> I would do it for a couple people and then go to a different group and do it for a couple people and then just try to hide a little bit because I didn't, I didn't have a show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then if you do the same one over and over, then somebody's not happy. And then there's also, I was also afraid of being, I could always talk in front of people, but I would get nervous when a crowd of people would gather and I had to do my magic because Uh that's a different thing. Now I have to worry about doing magic in front of all these people, not just talking. I think we were actually going to ask you that is if how your nerves are when you're on stage performing for people and whatnot, or even if you're just at like a bar and you go up to a table of maybe like 15, 20, or as opposed to like when you have like a big crowd of However many you have at a show, like 50 plus? It depends on a lot of things. It depends on how I'm feeling that day. Yeah. Some days there's nothing. Nobody can. Yeah, you're just in the zone. You're feeling it that day. Yeah, I think. think Stop me if you can. Some days I I think I'm better than I really am. Yeah. (laughs) But that's good. That's very helpful for me, though. Those when I'm on a high. Not 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 for many. And you have those. You can have those feelings, too, when you're just. In general, but I mean, I imagine when you're actually performing something, whether it's magic or people that are professional athletes and whatnot, just when you do get in that rhythm and that zone, zone, yes, that you just, it's like you can't be stopped and some mornings you might wake up feeling that good. And then there's other things on your mind because like people don't know what's could be on your mind going on like personal life. And then maybe that actually goes into your act, you know, and it's just, it happens like some days you're just probably not in the mood to do it and you happen to have a show that day, but yeah, I can, there's uh, more now than ever before. Uh, I have a feeling that when I walk up to strangers and do my magic that, I mean, I'm unshakable. I yeah. really, um, and you tried, <laughs> I mean, I, I believe that the reason I can go up to strangers is because I believe if they watch me, I'm going to blow them away. So I was 
thinking about that too just now when you just said that how like you feel like you're unshakable but when you're actually at like a bar and stuff i feel like that's got to be more difficult at times than an actual show because you do come across people that are hammered drunk or whatnot or well people want to be cute yeah know? that too they, they and also like you, about me you come to a, you come sure. to a table and like let's say they have some some guy and he's sitting with two chicks you know he's gonna try to be i'm sure not all the time but i'm sure at times it's happened before where he, they try to be kind of like the asshole or something like, oh, I'm not impressed, whatever, because those two chicks are looking there with puppy dog eyes like, how did you just do that? Well, I, thank you. You make me look good when you say that. <laughs> thank you. Oh, yeah. but, what... but I I have, I have handle that. That's something that's always in my mind, yeah. no matter what it is. And I'm sure, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know what you're getting yourself into. You're at a bar and that you got to know that that's got to be a possibility, right? Yeah, sometimes yeah. it's a girl who doesn't want the attention taken away yeah. from her. Sometimes it's yeah. a guy who doesn't want the attention taken away from him. Yeah. Sometimes they're talking business and I have to be wrong careful timing, just yeah. not to go up at the, at the wrong time. Sometimes it's the wrong time, but I can overpower them with charisma. <laughs> there, you or go. there he is. That's what <laughs> – so it might be the wrong time. It might be rude to make an entrance at that point, but I've got a living to make, so yeah, I'm going to exactly. impose my will on that's you. you and, and you're going to watch this, and then at the end I'll give you my card, and I found that that's not all bad because they, these people do hire me. Right, you ever you accidentally walk up on someone like getting dumped and you're like, "Hey, wants to see a magic trick?" I think so. I don't try to. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't try to. Once I see tears, I don't think I can somehow make the situation better. <laughs> well, we'll show you that five of clubs kind of come out of nowhere a little later. Then. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um. So obviously, yeah, you've been doing this a long time. You have any stories of, let's say, like a trick backfiring or not working? You mean mess up? Yeah, yeah, you said it. Ask me another question. <laughs> Humble as well. Take that as uh, a I, no. I have a question here. Uh-oh. So you've been out here for a little bit, but you must have been doing it in Cleveland as well. Yeah. I imagine the crowds are a little different. Andy, we're talking about magic here. I was going to say, define doing it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know what I'm getting at. Uh, you say, like, you probably had some good experience with some, uh, some rough crowds there in Cleveland. I imagine they're a little, a little bit... Uh, you yeah, know, colder, okay, that, colder people. That had to have been yeah. about the time too. LeBron left to go to Miami. <laughs> yeah, well, I was in. There's a there's a martini bar called the Chocolate Bar at East Fourth and yeah, Euclid Avenue, East Fourth and Euclid in Cleveland, and I would perform there on Friday nights, and I borrowed uh, a twenty dollar bill from a guy, and I turned it into a fifty dollar bill, and I gave it to him, and he to, he said, "Can I see it?" And I said, yeah, sure. So I let him hold on to the 50, and he took it and put it in his pocket. <laughs> so now I didn't know what he was going to do, so I just let it sit in his pocket. I went on with the show, and then he didn't give it back. And I said, well, how about the 50? He said, it's mine now. And he and, pulled out a blade. And, <laughs> and I said, "And I said, well, what do you mean? It's, it's yours. He said, well, it was my 20, now it's my 50. And yeah. I said... I said, you know, this is uh, this is a show, right? And I'm doing what I can not to be, not to show that I, I want to cut his throat, right? Yeah. So, I I say, I say, all right, and I walk away, and there's two women at the table, and I'm hoping that one of them, is decent. So, none of none of them said anything. They're getting ready to walk out the door. So finally, I follow them out to where the valet is. And I said, hey, man, what are you doing? What's the matter with you? And he was a big guy. This is a big guy, leather jacket, fedora. Street, oh, wow. Street guy. Yeah. Reminds okay. me of a casino or something. So I told casino. him, 
I hate to say this, but I told him, I said, listen, man, I said, if you don't give me back that money, I'm not going to make rent this month. And the woman says, man, what's the matter with you? Give that man his money back. <laughs> wow. He pulled out the 50, gave it back to me. I gave him the 20, turned it back into the 20. Uh -huh. And that was it. That was the only time. After that, I don't give anybody the money because <laughs> then they can make a joke out of me. Right. Mm -hmm. So it now, was uh, – But rougher – yeah. There's, but that's not just – that's a story mm -hmm. that I told because you asked about the difference between the crowds in Cleveland and here. There's scum everywhere. Oh, yeah, oh absolutely. Yeah. And it's – the pe human nature in my experience ha is constant. It does not change. Um, it, and there's – you go to the richest parts of Cleveland, the richest parts of Orange County, and there's good, kind people, and then there's the exact opposite. And I don't, but yeah, it's uh, doesn't matter where you go. Yeah, it's you're gonna my find experience. that everywhere, which is unfortunate. But at the same time, you're gonna find good people everywhere. Um, let's. Uh... Andy, you want to take one? You you had two. Let's... Just, Andy just actually. Yeah, but he, he had a he had a good one. I actually. Oh, Tony, if you... No, I, I, I'll wait, because I have to remember what I was thinking of saying. <laughs> I did dodge I a question about did I ever mess one up. I didn't... I just don't have something... Um, something that... I can't... Nothing comes to mind right now. Look at that. It's a good problem to have. I love but, that. Uh, yeah. But if something does come to mind... That's right. right. Take another one here. Um, <laughs> uh, so there's a lot of, like, uh, let's say, uh, adjacent uh, talents... To what you do, I'm thinking like uh, you know like mentalists or psychics or stuff. So like, how do you feel? You think they're like getting in on your game, or they they're total bullshit, or are they your allies here? Psychics are bullshit. Okay. <laughs> um, it's there's a guy by the name of James Randy. He issued he offered a million dollar challenge, but the James Randy Educational Foundation. He for years I don't know how many years, but he offered anybody who claimed to have paranormal or psychic ability. $1 million if they could demonstrate their psychic ability under test conditions. Mm -hmm. There's a video on YouTube. I can't think of the guy's name, but he his skill, his paranormal or mind control skill was he could open up a telephone book and he could move the pages with his mind. Oh, boy. I've, okay. I've got to say, this sounds like dinner for schmucks. <laughs> well, you got to be a schmuck to believe this stuff. Yeah, there so um, he, he focuses on the book and all of a sudden the page turns. So he's, he's going for the million dollars. Or I don't know if he was even going for I think he was going for the million dollars. Or if this was some other test. Well, James Randi took some foam, little styrofoam pellets, and sprinkled them all around the, the telephone book. Mm. And I'm totally against exposure. Well, not totally, but I'm against exposure of magic tricks. But this guy was claiming that he had real superpowers. He said he had fishing line? Yeah. No. What he was doing That's was boring. blowing with his nose as he was concentrating and it would cause the, <laughs> the page to turn. Well, once the styrofoam was around, he couldn't do that because yeah, then the styrofoam cleared was it all move. out. It made it snow. So, but there's a lot of people that they, they believe in psychics and stuff because they don't know the methods that psychics use. And it's just a highly advanced trick. And there's a lot of fishing going on. And, you know, I don't claim to do real magic. I don't claim to have any psychic ability. That's bullshit. I might have a good intuition, and all those things, the, the more you know about everything, the more it helps you with stuff like that to create an appearance of psychic ability. But I don't put on that I, I'm a psychic. I think it's wrong. It's not. It's it's perpetuating nonsense. 
So if I can jump in, right, real quick on that one, leading into into the next question, um, illusionists, right? Uh-huh. Which I, I I guess I don't think you would classify. I mean, you you do illusions, right? But I think there's a difference between a magician and say like a David Blaine illusionist. W- would you say that that's fair? Uh, okay, in, in the sense, in the sense that, right? I mean, you can do a handful of, or, you know, whatever amount of card tricks. David Blaine can do that, but there, there's a difference between the the sleight of hand and putting yourself in an ice block on, you know, TV and living there for four days and escaping or whatever it may be. I, is that too commercialized? I mean, it seems silly, right, for well, anybody to believe that. In my experience, from what I've seen, magicians who call themselves illusionists are more often trying to sound more sophisticated. And more impressive than they really are. Okay. I like the word magician. That's one of the best words. It's old magician. school to me, I feel it's like. It's simple. It says it says everything it needs to say. Magician. Illusionist, that means, wait, it's not really happening, but it looks like it is. Uh, I don't know. It's people. Well, David Copperfield started calling himself an illusionist. Mm-hmm. So naturally, everybody looks to the top. So mm-hmm. how should we feel? How should we think? What should we do? Well, look at the guy at the top. We'll surrender our own thinking and just follow along with what he's with what he's doing. Well, I know uh, Oprah asked Copperfield what the difference between a magician and an illusionist was, and he said about three hundred million dollars, which is funny. <laughs> oh, which is I like funny, that. But, I like that. But, right. That's on. actually what I was going to ask because with like I know David Blaine and others people like that, they do do like the stuff of like you hold your breath for X amount of hours or you're on top of this thing with no food for X amount of days, but I was going to say, do you do anything like that, or is it just no. the tricks? I was... No, 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 no. <laughs> Sit in a you box know, in the water for a no. week and a half. <laughs> but Copperfield, one of the reasons... See, when I've, I've seen Copperfield show two, three times, and I think he's got a great show. Unbelievable. Clearly one of the greatest magicians ever. I think he'd be better and more entertaining if he didn't have a show that there's kids involved oh, yeah. I just because, because that. he has because he has yeah. to appeal to everybody i think i think we've never seen as good as he really how good he really is because he appeals to everybody so if he just did a show for adults i'm not saying these to be x-rated or foul but he wouldn't have to dumb it down for the kids um and i also respect copperfield because he doesn't he's never taken part in this how to how to movement in magic yeah Every magician seems to think that if they don't put out a book or a DVD on how to do their magic, which in most cases it's just repackaged, repackaged stuff of other magicians, um, which is, I think, terrible to do to somebody else. And now they market it on Facebook. They have Teacher Trick Tuesday, uh, Magic Monday, <laughs> and they put it all on their feed. It's like, how are you a magician? Right. A, a real magician does not tell or sell a secret to the public. They do that out of weakness. I write about it on my blog. Um, yeah, if you're good for something, never do it for free. Well, that's not always, I'll perform for free, but I'll perform. I'm not going to tell you. I mean, because, you know, somebody has got a Dunkin' Donuts cup and they're trying to fill it with change and I'm standing outside of Starbucks. I might show them a card trick. I know they have nothing to offer me, um, by way of money or, right. but, uh, there's, yeah, there's no how to, I have seen a couple of times, like, I think it was always on Fox, like, Guy's wearing a Nacho Libre mask, and uh, he has that chicken all black. And like, and now this unnamed magician is gonna tell us how he saw saw the girl in half. It's like, yeah, that's actually on. It's on what? Netflix. That oh, show, is it? The, the magician that like 
gave away like a bunch of secrets and stuff of how certain tricks are done and whatnot. And I know that was like a big thing in the magician community of like, yo, you can't just do that. And honestly, I think it takes away the fun of it because it's enjoyable to like look at it and you're really thinking like, oh my God, that is fucking magic. Yeah, now it's common though. Now it's so common. I don't, I can't think of another magician. I'm there's, I know magicians that don't reveal their secrets in the form of books or videos or something. Um, but I, I'm one of the very few that doesn't do that. If I want to make more money, I'm going to sell more tickets or book more shows. I'm not going to do it by, hey, you can for twenty nine ninety nine you can buy a DVD and I'll show you fifteen magic tricks, and then it goes on the shelf. You respect the art form a little bit less because of how easy it was yeah. and how little I respected it by selling you a DVD. Uh, I I always say if you want to make money, go into real estate or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. this is not don't exploit my art form that I love. So you can fill your pockets. That's done with everything. And I'm not against making a ton of money, but do it like Copperfield did it by performing. And I agree with that, right? So I know I'm kind of taking over here, but again, this stuff fascinates me. So it leads into my next question (laughs) right now is right to the the magic community, right? Or the, the community of magicians versus the outsiders, everybody else, if you will. You don't want to expose to us how things are done, right? But once you get to a certain level, I don't know if you want to call it a master magician or a professional or, or whatever like that, are, it, do you guys talk, right? Do you go back and forth? I mean, is, is there – cooler talk. Can, can, you, can you see a magician do a trick and, and get to know this guy and, and there's a mutual understanding that he's going to show you what he's doing or is that taken away from his game? How does that all play out? It, it all depends on the relationship. Just like anything else, you like, you like a guy. He likes me. I like him. We click. Uh, we get along. Maybe you referred him some business and he referred you some business. So now there's an interest there right. to help each other get better. It's Some people are just strictly hobbyists and there's no business involved and they just they share openly. Some magicians share openly with everybody. Um, I'm not that way because I play for keeps. I make my living doing this. I don't have a – this is not a thing on the side. Right. This is what I do. So I don't – when I have good ideas – for a friend, for their show, I'll share them. But when I have a good idea for myself, I don't, I don't share it. You don't see me putting all my magic on video because everything you do will get clipped. Sure, so it'll get stolen from another magician. Whether it's a joke, uh, a line, uh, something that is a genius idea. It's all proprietary. And maybe I'm flattering myself by thinking they'd want to steal my stuff. <laughs> but I am booked more than almost every other magician I know. There you go. Look at that. So. I know there's I know there's magicians in Nashville. Why are they flying me to Nashville? I know there's magicians in Charlotte. Why are they flying me to Charlotte for a house party? Why are they flying me to Vancouver, British Columbia for a house party? That's a cool Or to feeling. South America, wherever it may be. That's a good point, too. You're right. You were just at Seal's house before this, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yes. The artist formerly known as Seal. That's some good news. Is it not right called there. Seal anymore? No, I think he changed his name, but that's okay, not yeah, right. Dolphin. That's for another podcast. Yeah. Um, I had a question, then I got on to the topic. Oh, I did. I, okay, oh, here we go. Me. Um, so like the prestige, so you're talking about like water cooler talk of, uh, of tricks. So uh, you've seen the prestige, right? I have. So those guys are, I think they're, they're friends and then they, be, they become, you know, enemies and whatnot. And they're always trying to one up another. And they're, they're, if I remember right, they're always like, how the hell is he doing this trick? Like, and they're kind of pushing the envelope and trying to be the better, uh, magician. Do you have ever have anything like that you have like a do you have like a newman of your life i guess is what i'm trying to say hello no, newman that kind of thing no i 
No, because there's not... Most magicians that I see, they do something that just really aggravates me. They turn, like, they have a really cool act, and then all of a sudden they bring out, like, a, a rubber chicken. What? And I'm like, wait a minute. I was just starting to like you. Yeah. And now you turned it into a bozo show. <laughs> and so that bothers me. There's aspects of people's work that I really like and admire, but the longer I've been doing it, the less I get... I'm more I'm competing against what I was yesterday and wanting to get better and better. And I really think that I'm one of the best magicians on the planet. That doesn't mean I have the biggest props. Mm-hmm. Okay, it doesn't mean I have the biggest props, but I really believe that. Now, I know some days I don't believe that. Some days I don't feel it as much, but there's moments where I really feel that there's not a better magician on the planet. And the only person who can really judge that is well anybody can judge that but i know if it's justified and if it's not sometimes what i'm here let me explain that sometimes people go bananas over something i did and they say oh my gosh you're way better than any guy i saw at the magic castle but i know that they just didn't see this other guy and had they seen this other guy they probably wouldn't be saying that or they might be saying that to be nice Mm -hmm. um but i know when i'm getting praised for something that's cheap or all right, I, I know they're they're loving me for that, but that just because they think I'm wonderful doesn't mean I'm wonderful, because either they were easy to impress or they haven't they need to get out more, or they need to see other magicians so they have something to compare me to. Um, but then there's moments where I'm performing at a level where and I walk away from that crowd and I think it doesn't get better than that. <laughs> yeah, that's a sweet feeling. Andy, Tony, not me, Andy. Andy had one coming up here. Yeah, I want to go back to uh, the, like, revealing your tricks. So I'm sure you get people who, like, just are adamant, like, oh, how do you do that? How do you do that? You just have to just shut them down? Well, how do you do no, that? No, no I, t- I don't do how-to. Yeah, but it's just like they, they don't, they just insist. You just, yeah. you, you have enough experience now, you can just totally shut them down? Well, I don't, I don't, when you say totally shut them down, no, I don't. I don't know what you mean. Like put a palm in their face? No, I <laughs> I don't do that. But snap in their face? <laughs> no, I usually just tell them. Uh, no, are you serious? If they press that much, normally I just I just tell them I don't do how to. That's not no real magician. Does you gotta it. just tell them it's ma- it was magic. Yeah. Like, usually the audience was. handles that for me. They're like, what's the matter with you? You know, a magician never tells. And then I'm secretly irritated because yeah, I know that's... a bunch of magicians who do mm-hmm. tell. Yeah. But then that's too much to try to take care of all in that one performance. So it just stays fun and. We and, move on to something else, but so kind of touching on that because we are in a rather well-to-do area. I feel like you'll you'll get a lot of people, and often with magic, you have people drinking, right? So yeah. you'll have a couple of guys who maybe they shot, you know, maybe they shot par that day, and they're they're just a little bit ripped, and they're they're on one, they're happy, and people are like bullshit. You're gonna tell me I'll give you a hundred bucks like that ever happened? Yeah, I bet that happens a lot, right? Not a lot, but. I've been offered a hundred bucks to tell, and I tell them to put their money away. It's... You know what would be cool? It's just like <laughs> put your money away, and they go to put it in their pocket, and it's gone. It's already in your. Still pocket. working on that one. Yeah, yeah. no, it's if it, really, it'd take a lot of money for me to tell. I mean, it'd take a lot of money. How much? I don't know. I don't know how much. Put <laughs> the money, listeners have their checkbooks. Put put the money on the table, and I don't know. Make me make a tough decision. <laughs> one comma. One what? One comma. One thousand dollars. No, no. 
Respect. Look no, at that. No, 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 no. So that's been offered to me before. I believe it. Yeah, yeah probably no, by no. the turtle here. <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't go that deep. A thousand doesn't pay for much. I right. Mean, that's nothing. I mean, it's, right. yeah, you don't want people like exposing you too and be like, "These are how he does his tricks and no. blah blah and, blah." And here's the thing: everything is more or less discoverable. If you read enough, you research enough, it could be discovered. But guess what? I'm not going to be the one to tell you. And I'm not going to tell you about... People ask me about other magicians' magic. Oh, do you know how he does this? Do you know how he does that? And I, I say, no. Either yes or no. And if I know, I'm not going to tell him. Because that's not... See, I look at the secrets of magic as if they're all in a vault, okay? And not every magician know, not every magician knows my secrets, okay? But there's a bunch of common ones that we all use. We all have access to. Okay? Now, who am I to open up that vault? I know the combination to open up that vault door all the way or even just a little bit to let the public take a peek. Who am I? Shouldn't we all have to agree on that? I know from a legal standpoint, I have a legal right to do it. But there's a lot of things that are, it's legal to smoke, okay? But I don't smoke because I don't get my moral code or my personal code from what's legal. It's from what's in my head and what I feel. So I don't think it's right. And I think it's garbage when they do it. And they always do it out of weakness. They want to sound smart. If I want to impress people, I'm going to show them more mind-blowing magic. I'm not going to start doing how-to. Mm-hmm. That's what a bum magician does. How-to. Now, there are some magicians that are great. And my friends that are magicians are going to hear this and they have their how-to. But I won't say their names because I, it drives me crazy that they put how-to out there. <laughs> how-to DVDs and stuff. So that's the problem. With me talking like this, I'm alone. Okay? Mm-hmm. So most magicians will have a how-to DVD. Even my greatest influence, the guy I saw on TV when I was a little kid. Okay? He, I followed him. I followed him. I pursued him. I found out he was in California. I started sending the guy business because I didn't know what he was into. But I know the language and the religion. It's money. Okay? It's what everybody worships. Okay? Oh, yeah. So I started referring this guy business. Oh, he made a fifteen hundred dollar gig. Great. Um, I would tell I someone would I would be already be booked, and someone would say, "Hey, are you available?" I'd say, "No, but I have the perfect guy for you." But only if you have a big checkbook. So I would get that first, right? Because I didn't want him to. I didn't want uh, to re, be referring this guy business, and then the deal didn't close. So I said, "Make sure you say Jack Velour sent you." So he books this gig. A little while later, I send him another gig. $3,500 gig we're at the Magic Castle in Hollywood Very cool. and I'm going to see him perform and all of a sudden the guy that I referred him to is sitting next to me I didn't even recognize him but I met him on black and gold golf course in Yorba Linda mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and I said hey re- regarding the performer I said hey maybe you can introduce me to him after the show since you're writing him a big check and he said well I thought you referred me to him I said yeah but I've never met him I saw him on TV as a hmm. kid I know he's the best Hmm. Okay, so I want to say who he is, but I can't because as soon as you Google his name, you see all his how-to now. Uh. Because whatever it is about him, he wasn't um, he wasn't performing enough, and he just decided to start making money. And I remember when he told me he was putting together a DVD set on one of the classics of magic, and he told me with a lot of reluctance in his voice, like because he, he preached against that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And now he's marketing to the public on Facebook and stuff, and so I don't, I don't like that that relationship ended. We got close for a little while, mm-hmm. uh, and that relationship ended. That was one of the factors. Um, mm. 
that's uh, so there's there's a lot involved with, in this for me. I take it seriously. I mean, as you should. It's your, yeah, it's yeah. your craft. Um, so you, you mentioned Magic Castle, and I mean, I don't know many places, but let's just say Mad- Magic Castle is up there with you know being a basketball player and playing at Madison Square Garden or a football player um, at a football place. <laughs> at Lambeau Field, right? Lambeau yeah. Field. Something Lambeau. Historical. Um, do you have places like that on your radar that you've always wanted to play at, or play at, perform at, rather, and have you performed well, at these places yet? I yes yes and no I perform informally at the Magic Castle okay if there's a certain they kind of like if you go to the basketball courts they have pickup games mm-hmm. in the city park or something oh yeah or in the in the gym they have open gyms we'll all perform that way at the Magic Castle but I typically uh, don't like to perform there um, it's a great place to perform because everybody that the audiences are easy for the most part because they're there to see magic. Yeah, that's exactly what they're there for. Whereas in a lot of the conditions I perform in, people don't know that there's a magician and I have to Yeah, I would argue 100% that's way harder. Yeah, so I don't people if they perform at the Magic Castle or wherever they perform, I think, "Wow, that's a nice gig. It's nice and easy. It's not it's not a tough crowd typically." Um but no, I'm more about being the best. That's my goal is to be the best. And with that comes everything else, and it's got nothing to do with venue. Mm -hmm. I've done a show in somebody's garage before, and I thought, if only the world could have seen that, because it doesn't get better than that. There's different, but it doesn't get better. I've I've felt that many times. I don't feel it every night, Yeah. but I feel it more and more, and it has the better I get, the more I love it. The more enthusiastic I get about it, and the more I care about it, so that's good. That's, um, but no venue venues don't really uh, impress me. Huh? Um, okay. Doesn't impress me. Getting paid does. I like getting paid. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Right. Well, well I, I gotta pick one more time at that. Right. So yeah. personally, to you, venues don't impress you. But if you had to tell somebody one of the top two or three places you performed that would impress me or the audience, what where would that be? Or the most unique spots? Um, let's see. And the Magic Castle, obviously, I, I mean, on, my opinion yeah. being one of them. I got on stage at Warren and Annabelle's and performed. Um, in a, a magician friend of mine, John George, he's a performer there. And I was there in the audience, and he brought me. He told me, hey, I'm going to bring you up on stage so they can see you perform. So he brought me on stage at Warren and Annabelle's. That's the number one ranked uh, magic show in Maui. Okay. Oh, dang. Okay, okay. I, that was my question. So, Where is that? Huh. In Maui. That's rad. It's in Maui. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, um, there's that. Then there's the informal performances I'll do at the Magic Castle. Um, I've made. Uh, I know. I know Jack Goldfinger, the guy that books the the entertainment at the Magic Castle. Okay. I know him. Talked to him many times. Never once talked to him about performing there. Hmm. I'm not interested in. I'm not. It's not on my list of places where I want to spend four nights. I I came down here to Orange. I live down here in Orange County. I don't want to be in L.A. After those shows, you can't I don't give, blame you. After, after those shows, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're not allowed to give out your business card unless somebody asks. Uh-oh. Well, sorry, that's not how I pay the rent, okay? Yeah, sure. network, man. Yeah, that's not – I give my card – I'll give it to a kid in a stroller. I don't care. Right? It's marketing. <laughs> and I have fun while I'm working. I'm not, like, hustling. I mean, I am, but I'm having fun. It's not 
it's you guys see it. I'm just going from table to table entertaining and whoever I can entertain, I'll entertain, but it's fun. But if I had to drive two and a half, two hours, two and a half hours to the magic castle to work for four hours, do four shows in one night, maybe one day I'll do it. But for right now, it's not on my list, but it's a great club. I mean, it's, it's one of the few places where you have to dress up, but it's really cool that you dress up. It makes it, uh, it makes it more special. In a lot of ways, people behave different when they're dressed up. I was say, like the Magic Castle, it's like a big deal too, yeah. isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah. I'd never heard of it until I think I I saw Love on yeah. that show on Netflix where they go there. Yeah, where he like take. Have you ever seen that show? No, I don't have a TV. Okay, there you go. I like that. Respect. He like takes a date there or whatever, and she's like not taking it serious, kind of like making. She's kind of like you'd have to know her character to know how she is. She's, she's not like into it, yeah. Making fun of the whole thing, and he's like being like, "Yo, like this is like a big deal, like respect it, yada yada." And then she's not, and then it just turns into a whole ordeal in the show. And it's, she's also really good looking though, so yeah. So it doesn't really, doesn't, doesn't matter. It never hurts. Yeah, it doesn't hurt until it does. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we've all been there, Jack. We've all been there. It's episode so Valentine's 3, Day tomorrow. Oh shit. <laughs> Yeah, Valentine's I, Day is tomorrow. I would just like to point out, and I, I don't know why I bring this up. I went with Tony earlier. I don't have a girlfriend. I somehow managed Aww. to buy about 16 sets of flowers it was, today uh, to my dish quote out. Exactly Are you kidding me? <laughs> Hold on. My quote exactly to him was, wow, Turtle, you're a nice guy. You just spent $92 on flowers. <laughs> And you do not have a girlfriend. You got a few extras. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, can I have yeah. two of those? Yeah. I'm going to magically make them appear for double the price. Oh, you're pulling a Dwight Schrute. You're going right. to start selling this stuff on Craigslist? Yeah. I called the grocery store. They have some. They're fine. All right. Well, I tried. Oh, man. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Are we? <laughs> the show rolling here. The show must go on, as they say. Yeah. Andy's got something. So uh, with all the uh, how-to DVDs, I bet you're running into a lot of people when you're trying to perform for them. Be like, oh, I know this one. Just totally fucking you up. No, you know what? That does happen on occasion. Um, fortunately, uh, most people that get a how-to DVD look at it once and then they put it on a shelf because it really takes work to make something, to, yeah. to do the magic. And most people don't really say something. Also, you can you can show me a trick and then I'll show you the same one and I'll fool you with the trick you just showed me. Because I do this seven days a week. So I, I've i always got something up my sleeve. So it doesn't... Except for right now because you're in a short sleeve shirt. If you did, it would be very impressive. <laughs> so <laughs> I was thinking about that. I was like, I don't think I've ever seen him wear a short sleeve shirt. Well, it, it's <laughs> Very memorable outfits. Wow. You know I got to give you a hard time. I, I fall. No, well, the tuxedo and, and, the, and the post is... It stands out. Mm -hmm. so. Shout out the post. But here, do you want to see Jack? So those DVDs, part of it represent part of my hatred of that kind of thing, is that it represents uh, that other magicians don't care about magic as much as I do, and I hate it's in poor taste to tell the secret or sell the secret. Um, to, on, I know I understand it's okay to sell a magic kit in a store sometimes. I guess. I don't like it. That's how a lot of magicians got started. But now magicians are coming up with magic, and the first thing they could, the first thing they say to me is, "Oh, I've got, I just came up with this new trick. I'm going to market." And I, yeah, I, that's not a magician. That's a businessman or something. That's exactly right. I for years I say I'm not the I'm not the uh, businessman. I'm the magic man. When people try to negotiate, it is just a line, but I like to say it. <laughs> I, I work for myself. I mean, I'm 
I'm my own agent. I don't have an agent. I think Jay-Z said that in the song, right? (laughs) Something like that. But they think, and I always tell them when they say, I'm going to market that. I say, well, why don't, uh, they didn't ask, but I'm going to tell them anyway. Why don't you perform it? I mean, isn't that what a magician does? And then I'll, I'll see the discomfort and I'll say, well, really, I mean, market it. You just created something beautiful. Why do you want to, why do you want to sell it? I mean, like whore it out to everybody Mm -hmm. who has $3 and then they can do it too. Uh, I don't know. I think you're aiming low, and uh, and I'll say think about that, and I, and then I'll leave them with that, and then they probably think, you know, who the hell is he to say that to me? But it's okay because they don't mind leaving their mark on my art, so I'm gonna leave mine on theirs. And I'll say this though, and obviously I agree with you, but think about like um when you watch a stand up, for instance, and then let's just say you remember a bit and you go to recite it yourself. It's like you are not going to have the same delivery. It's not going to come off in the same way. It's not going it, to – let's just say the joke is a 10. You're going to deliver it very best a 6. And I feel like it's 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 even tougher for magic because words, as long as you speak the language, you're going to remember it quite easily. But how many times – it's like playing like an acoustic guitar when you suck at it. How many times are you going to be like, okay, wait, hold, hold on. While you're trying to do this trick that you saw on some shit DVD, you know, for – eleven dollars well there there is a way i largely agree with what you're saying but there is a way to copy someone and to unlike when you make a copy on a copy machine where the quality is slightly reduced every single time Mm -hmm. there is a way to copy somebody and if you have more charisma than they do and you at least get the workings of the magic down then it's going to be better when you do it because you're more likable more charming more uh, maybe better looking. And well, then more... they should be selling those DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> well, so there is there is a way to copy and improve upon what someone else did, but very often you're right though. It's... Okay, and then not. I feel like we just keep touching on this, but this is a question that we haven't necessarily asked. So you obviously don't reveal tricks to just sit, random citizen people, right? Do you? reveal it to other magicians do they already know what you're doing sure a lot of times they already know what i'm doing other times if i like the magician and we we're on a sharing basis then i'll give them some pointers on their magic which may overlap with some of the stuff i do if uh i think it'll help them and vice versa sure that's what i was just going to ask too because you even see that like in professional sports you get guys on the off season in the summer and they practice together right stuff like that so it's kind of like if you do like the person obviously it's like yeah sure we're on opposite teams if you will but it's like you know, if, if you want to come with me for some help or we can work out together and I can kind of tell you like certain little things and you can even tell me certain little things. And so, I mean, I get that with like the, I have a hard time sharing. Once I know you got a DVD, I don't want to share anything. Oh yeah. Maybe it, not it, if they have a DVD, but, but there's, if they don't have a DVD, then like you said, I mean, you only said you do it anyway. If you liked the person, I imagine yeah. there's a kid that he's 21 and he's, uh, we became buddies and he's working on his magic. And I give him ideas all the time, and I show him different things. I don't show him my act, but yeah. there's knowledge from my act that I share with him that's going to help him. Um, but I don't, I'm not giving it to him unjustif- unjustifiably. I mean, he's been working. He's got some real skill. He's performing. He's getting in front of audiences. So he's worthy of, he's worthy of me passing something on to him. But, hey, I want to become a magician. Tell me what you know. Well, no, it doesn't work like that yeah. because I – He's already shown me that he's willing to put in work, and I watch him like, damn, wow, he's got some hands on him. Look at that. Wow, okay. 
And then, so, yeah, of course, it's, it's something that needs to be shared. And okay. books and DVDs need to be put out to be shared with other magicians and other people. But it, this mass marketing of them on, um, and where's the line? Well, it shouldn't be to the public. Okay, that's the line. It shouldn't be to the public. Only magicians' organizations or magician conventions, or they at least have to go to a magic shop online on their own, not yeah. put it in front of them on your Facebook. Sure. And, but I'm in the man, extreme minority on that, and I know that, but that's okay. My opinion is good enough for me. Well, I'll say this, and I can only speak to myself. I bought, my mom bought me a magician kit when I was a kid, but mm-hmm. I've never bought a DVD or VHS as to how is it done. Yeah, so, and I'll be honest too, like to me, going right? off of that, like I said earlier, they do have that, uh, like there is some show on Netflix of like he said, how some guy with like a mask on was like, and he is like some professional magician, like he did reveal a lot of the secrets and like I was saying earlier, he did get a lot of backlash, but even me, when I see that, I'm like, I have no interest in watching that. I don't want to know yeah, though, really how think... it's done. It takes the fun out of it. And Those it takes... shows don't do well. And they shouldn't. Like, yeah, I was... they air on like a random Sunday yeah, exactly. at nine thirty. Like a... They're on like UPN thirteen at like one thirty on like a Wednesday. <laughs> Fuck both was, those one... channels. Apparently, right? <laughs> the one you're referring to was like from the nineties. I definitely remember that. But like the other thing is, I know I watched it. I don't remember any of it. So it's like it's. Well, what's the point of it? I'm never gonna do some of the things on there. The the cliche or the term we're looking for is honor among thieves, right? I mean, within your craft, there's a certain... <laughs> and, and, Are you calling Jack a thief? No, 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 not, not that I'm aware of. Not that I'm aware of. I've got everything I came with. Yeah, if anything, he came across a thief one night when he wanted to take the 50. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair enough. So something that... I don't know if you guys can notice this, right? And, and again, we know him. We've had more exposure. He's very well-spoken, right? It, methodical is what I would say when he speaks. A lot of similes and metaphors. But rapid fire here. What I love most about magic is... The mystery... The mystery, That's the correct mysterious answer. answer. So that, that hundred points for you. Um, that that that's all I had. Rapid that fire. was your rapid <laughs> fire round of trying... one. Man, I was Sorry, ready guys. for something. Sorry, guys. Weeds what a letdown! Wow, that was really rapid. <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to catch him off guard, but he was still methodical. You caught yourself you know, off guard. Yeah, I get aggravated talking about this in a way, you know, like the the. You're a passionate stuff. man. That's fair. That that aggravates me because no matter what, it gets exposed. No one's going to stop my business. No one's going to – I'm still going to keep no, doing course. what I do. But I love it and I hate to see it. So it's not going to – If you had to give somebody who was really into magic, right? Like like uh-huh. this kid you're talking about, not somebody who wants yeah. to go pick up a, a YouTube video This yeah. like kid is myself, not Turtle. Right? Not, <laughs> hypothetically, not me. <laughs> what would be your one pointer you could give him, right? Other than just practice, right? Because right? that's with anything. You've got to practice to hone your craft. But what's the one thing you'd want to pass along to somebody else in your position? Okay. I would tell him what – I think helped me the most, which was get three tricks. Well, that was get one that I really like, that I'm excited about, and get so good at it that I don't have to think about it. I can just do it. And then have three of those. Well, then once you have three, then naturally you're going to get five. And then I had had the idea that I should have five minutes that I could show it to anybody, and no matter who I show it to, they're going to be completely blown away. Work on that five minutes. Well, then five minutes. Once you have five minutes, you realize, well, A, the five minutes is never good enough. It's never, ever good enough, at least in my eyes. So then now, now I have 40 minutes, but I'm always improving. Like there's the practice of law, the practice of medicine, and there's the practice of magic. And if you're not practicing, you're slipping behind because there's always a way to get better. Yeah, and it's baby steps. You you don't start with, I'm going to get 40 minutes material. It was five minutes, three minutes. Right. Baby steps. That's yeah. the answer. Yeah. 
but master all right start with one trick that you love and master it be able to do it and do it for one person when you get comfortable doing it for one person do it in front of two people and then there's people standing behind you get comfortable doing it when people are over there and learn how to work the crowd and turn and make sure everybody can see it and just keep improving get comfortable doing that one trick in front of 30 people but if you're just if you're not interested in being a performer um like me i want to be i always wanted to be a performer once i started doing magic it was like i got to perform if i can't perform i may as well hang it up so get in front of people and get comfortable doing that and if it's not your thing to be a performer and you just want to do it for buddies at the bar then get good at that but if you're going to do it be good at it and so I feel like I've already quoted Seinfeld on this episode at least once, but I'm going to do it again. Um, Jerry dates a masseuse for a while. Lucky him. And the whole time he's just trying to squeeze a massage out of her, right? I remember that. And he's like, bring your bed up. Like, don't leave it down there. Like, bring it on up. And he's, he tries to do, you know, oh, I'm, yeah, my shoulders are sore. Like, And she doesn't want to do it because she's trying to be in a relationship with him. Do you have women? Oh, here we go. Do magic for me. Show me something. Do you? Do you? Yeah, think let me you get you topless. Of course. Yeah. Oh, oh that's wow. an answer. I'm gonna start he, using that one. He did that trick at the bar one time, and I think he was just on autopilot because he, she, she was out. I'm kidding. That didn't actually happen. At least, but you can imagine if it did. Uh, but do you ever see that? Like you did. <laughs> see. What's the question? I feel sorry. like you've ever I had a girl talked date about you. Moves and we lost I, focus. I think I know what he's getting no, at. I, I know. I know the question. He's asking, have you ever dated a girl that basically was dating you for your magic? Your magic out of you, like she wanted him, like know the secret. <laughs> no, no, okay. just for the no listeners. Double entendres yeah, there. no double entendres on the magic. <laughs> Wait, so the question, say it again. Come do you have a time. woman? Do you ever feel like a woman is dating you strictly to get entertainment from dance, you? Dance, monkey, dance. No, I mean. I, I think that he's uh, like looking back now. Like, he's like a shit. <laughs> Actually, there was that woman. No, I don't. I wish now. I wish the crowd could see me because then they know I don't need the magic. Okay, I mean, come <laughs> there on, it is. Not... I like that. Hey, they will see. They we got you on both of our Instagrams. I mean, and hey, I never said you did. You're a good-looking dude. You're tall no, as shit. No, no, I don't. I've never dated anybody because. I don't think anybody's ever dated me because they expected you, me to you be never an entertaining monkey or anything. No, 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 no. That's never happened. Okay. Well, well we had to ask. Uh, no, that, no, that's no. that's fair. And, and so nobody's dated you for that. But if you had a choice, right, to perform for somebody dead or alive, no matter who it is, who it is, who who would that be, right? Who would be the ideal? And if you say us, that's extra points. <laughs> he tries to get the fuck away from us. <laughs> dead or alive? Doesn't matter who it is. The first person that comes to mind is my grandfather he died when i was 10 and i hate to give an answer like that because it's uh, it seems like something everybody would say but it's true because he died when i was 10 which meant i didn't know him enough to ever get aggravated with him and ever have sour <laughs> feelings towards him That's a good there point. You go. and he showed me a card trick oh no so way if oh, i could God. go back in time and show him or if i could some i wish he could see me now that's really cool then i wish he could see me now and when I say, we, you know, we, we never had any problems, okay? And a lot of the problems I've had with people have been created by me, you know? But we never had any problems. So I think there's no sourness. It's like, it's perfect. It's pure. So that, that would be cool. That yeah. is definitely the right that's a, answer. That's a good answer, yeah. Andy. We're all, Andy, go. Oh, Andy, I know you have another question. No, I think it's really interesting, the uh, like the parallels between the different types of performing, if you compared it to, like comedy but also uh, i see like uh music 
So I know like bands like that have been around for a while, they'll have like they've written a hundred songs, but you go to a concert and they'll play fifteen, and they actually don't even know the, their old songs that they wrote. So are there like tricks you used to do that like if you just had to do them, you're like I actually wouldn't I wouldn't get them right at this point. You'd like rotate a new playlist. They're so old, or I haven't done them in so long that I wouldn't get them right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You need to know the lyrics to African Child is what you know. There's a couple. There's a couple. It, yeah, there there's a couple that I used to do that might take me a second to get back into them. But I've been pretty good about not wasting my time with anything that doesn't really excite me. Um, I remember there's there's a guy in Cleveland, another how-to guy. Um, who, when I was 19 years old, he was 19, he had a 45-minute show, a full 45-minute show, because he built, he used to buy all these props. You know, you flip a switch and it does the magic trick for you. But I always knew that that was a quick fix. My motto is if it can be bought, forget it, because anybody with 20 bucks can go be, be you, essentially, or yeah. do your magic. So I like to do, I've always liked to do things that, if anyone else were to, even if they knew how to do it, if they were to try to do it, most of what I do, it cannot be bought. No amount, no amount of money can buy it. And that's what I always respect about musicians and playing the guitar or any other instrument or any skill. It can't be bought. Mm -hmm. It can only be earned. And that's the coolest stuff for me. So somebody, I love fast cars. I love Ferraris and Porsches and stuff like that. Yeah, we saw your Lambo out front. Oh, thanks. Well, that's my third one. A bunch of bases spades on it. Man. Uh, you only get 13,000 miles out of the clutch. But, uh, seven the way I drive. Riding her hard. <laughs> <laughs> but the way – but the things – the coolest things to me are things that can't be – that can't be bought. I mean, I think uh, – so would I – I would agree with that. With all my magic, I try to make sure it's something that can't just be bought. It's got to be something that – I had to do. That way, it's uh, it's not so easy for somebody to copy it, not so easy for somebody else to steal it or uh, go out and do it. Okay, uh, okay, and kind of going off of that, let me ask you this. And I, you can you can refuse to answer if you like. How many tricks do you would you say you have like in your your bag of tricks, so to speak? Unlimited arrows in the quiver. I really I really don't know. Yeah, it's kind of a hard know. question to answer, I feel like, but I don't know. I don't I maybe two maybe no not two hundred. I but mean I over a hundred. I, I know of probably two hundred tricks. Louise. Maybe Are you hearing more, this ladies and gentlemen? Less. So I see and there's so much magic that I've seen that I don't do because it doesn't appeal to me or it's too it's like a box with Chinese symbols on mm -hmm. it. And it's like what how does that's not me. Yeah. I don't know. What am I going to do? How am I going to bring this box into Rockwell's and say, hey, look, I got this Chinese, this box at the flea market, and I already feel weird talking about it, <laughs> let alone putting it on a table. This was given to me yeah. by my ancestors on the boat over here. Yeah, I whip out a Zippo and light something on fire, and then money appears, and it disappears, and I use have people pick cards, and I do ma make an egg disappear, and I, I like to do stuff that's of this earth and of the world that I live in. Not some weird goofy prop. Cause have I you ever? Because uh, I know, like, on the topic of the props, have you done anything with like a rabbit or a bird? 
I mean, no. I think that's, that's I've never fair. seen a bird in your pocket. That's but a fair question. Yeah, you though. never know. Because that, that is, is a common thing. Because it's like, those are live animals. It's like, where the fuck are they? Pull a know. rabbit out of the hat. <laughs> and I'll tell you right now, I don't no, want to buy a DVD do to find out where they are. Well, no, in the prestige, no, I, I think they die stuff. quite a bit. No, I don't do that stuff. I've contemplated it. I was going to say, but, but you could if you wanted to, huh? Of course. Okay, yeah, I know. I know that, Jack. I know. No, that's... I can do damn near anything I want to do when it comes to magic. Um that doesn't mean I don't have – I have ideas right now that there you go. I'm working on. And I, yeah, I would like to think this is just the beginning. Sure, of course. Now, when I say I can do damn near anything I want, it doesn't mean I can no, jump I, and fly and yeah. through the air. Yes, he but can. I'm, yes, he can. But <laughs> We have seen him. <laughs> but I – if if it's a common thing that's been done, of course I can do it. Yeah. I just – you know, do you ever hear those doves? Did you ever hear them? Oh, they're in the studio. Oh my god! Whoa. I mean, it's all night long. Okay, yeah, yeah. They're loud. They smell. I guess I didn't think yeah. about that aspect because I guess I was thinking about that more of like somebody in the crowd watching, but I didn't think of it as somebody who's actually has to be like backstage with them or whatever, and has I, to be around. Yeah, and live with those mofos. Them. I do have an idea. Okay. I do have an idea. You may see a bird in my show. Oh okay, wow! There you go. Um, I like that. But I haven't worked it all out. It's got to do more with the bird. Then the, You're trying to find the, the right bird. <laughs> hey, we all interview are. processes. We a bitch. all are. Yeah, yeah. No, I gotta, gotta work on. It's gotta be the right bird, and I have to be able to uh, have it taken care of. And and there's gonna be many of them. So it's it's something that's in the works. By many of them, is that because the bird may die? I have seen. <laughs> no, the, no, no, I have no, no, seen no, no, the prestige. No, I don't know. I'm not like a. Shit, I lit another one on fire. No, I do I do care about animals. I okay. wouldn't want to do anything where – I think it – was it the illusionist where the bird cage collapsed and crushed the bird or oh, something? Oh, boy. I don't know. Pedo, fuck that, you up on that. That's the prestige. That's what was okay. the prestige. It, yeah, the prestige. Yeah, I that's love, what I thought. I love that, that scene because of how gritty it was. And yeah, like, so he's like – he pushes that spring down. And it's supposed to move the bird, I feel like, but it, instead it, it kind of crushes the bird. Right. Like in his hat or something. I love that because it showed – um, it was just it had a kind of shows the realness. It had it. a roughness to it. Yeah, that, that I don't know if that was how magicians did it back then. Oh, I'm sure. So at least it, some of them did. But if it was, it's like, well, look, back then you figure anybody at any moment could die because they got tuberculosis, and they're, yeah. they're going to die. So was... what are they worried about a bird for? I mean, they're exactly. not exactly. The times value... are tough back then. Yeah. Speaking of like the older times too, I was actually thinking that earlier is. Obviously, the magic nowadays is fascinating to us and whatnot, but I can only imagine what it was like a few hundred years ago when people were performing magic. I mean, automatically, you must have been a witch and you were burned. Well, right? apparently. Like... Yeah, you ever been burned? I mean, I feel like. <laughs> I guess I'm just that's saying, fair. Like, I mean, it, I'm some just time saying, travelers. Like, Holy shit, burn them at the stake! A couple hundred years ago, it's like, I'm, I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but I mean, it was real stuff. Like, they did think those were like witches and whatnot, and. I'm just there, there was a girl the other day. She but... told me she said, "No, I'm, I'm a Catholic. I can't watch that." See, exactly. I, oh, I, wow. I thought that was Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. It's got smaller. So there. I'm yeah. Just saying, yeah. Like it's you know now. I mean, I just have to imagine back in the day it was. Well, you guys, Jehovah. That's okay. More right? Yeah, that's why we brought you here today. Yeah. <laughs> you want to talk? Want to cast the demons out? <laughs> you like Halloween? No more. You like your birthday? Wait, wait, Definitely not. I haven't witnessed anything, so you're good. So I want to ask this, right? And I think everybody can relate to this in their own way 
right? Like I relate to it through hockey. Hockey is something that I understand at a high level, right? And I can watch a game and really, really negotiate through my mind what's going on. But I also have the ability to just turn it off and take a look at it and just enjoy it for what it is, entertainment and fun and action. Can you do that when you're watching Magic or is your wheel spinning the whole time? That's a good question. That is a good question. I'm not even Um, a magician. I like it. I very often when I go with a magician friend, let's say I go to the Magic Castle. It's the most that's the most common place to see magic. Uh, we'll watch a magic show. I, I would just I have to stop you there. If you want to see a more common place where magic happens, I'll give you my address. Okay. Shut his mic off. I would have been itching all night. Anyway, he he's just got, got quite a following, I hear. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, just yeah. Got, right, recently yeah. got a blue light into his a black light into his room also. <laughs> it <laughs> looks very magic y. <laughs> anyway, uh so continue. So I'll very often watch another magician with I'll watch a magic show with another magician or magicians, and I'll be the guy who really loved the guy that no one else liked. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> There was this guy, Smoothini, the ghetto Houdini. <laughs> oh, that man. is incredible. He was, like he, that. he was on America's Got Talent. Okay. And I remember watching the guy and his swagger and just everything he had about him. He had a FUBU cape, right? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> but I liked him. I just liked him. There was something, uh, his magic, he did what he did really well. And magicians were saying he wasn't, in, oh, I know how he did that. But they missed the point. He was entertaining. And when I go to the Magic Castle, I see magicians who um, they'll do something that maybe it's a little weird or a little bit out there and maybe turn some people off. And I find that I really like it. Then I can really appreciate and enjoy that. Other people, I find that I like when the guy's funny. I like when he's funny and when he's, uh, yeah, I, I can appreciate it. But then there's times where, I, I get really – actually, when I go there very often, I get tired because you got to make me laugh because I've seen enough magic. No, I haven't seen enough, but I've seen a lot of magic. So it really takes something uh, special to excite me with magic. I want to laugh because I can watch magic and not know how it was done and not give a damn. I don't care. I can live without knowing how that – it doesn't bother me. Oh, that's kind of neat. I don't know how that was done. And I'm okay with it, and I don't need to go find it. I don't need to go research it. So yes, I can enjoy it, but it helps if they're funny. I like I like when they're funny. And it yeah, helps absolutely. if they're really good. Um, so in my work, I don't know. I'm real serious right now, but I think there's a lot of humor in what I'm no, doing. You, you you've got some uh, some humor definitely peppered in throughout your uh, your show. Yeah, um, it's definitely not dry by any means. It's you're laughing, you're going whoa. <laughs> the thing just shot through the uh, studio. My little. It's a big pill. It is a big pill. It's a, a squeeze thing. Give that back, turtle. They call that the big pill to swallow. Huh? I've seen bigger. Okay. I bet you have there, Playboy. Um, For the record, it's a very small pill. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, let's not. Let's. Where can people go to see you? Oh. Okay, so are we at that point of the show already? Is that no? All right. Well, no. There's not. It's never too soon. Yeah. Okay. To talk talk about my magic shows, um, especially when you can buy tickets. I mean, we've been hearing you talk for so long, we haven't actually said where they can see. I think like at least most of us in here have actually bought tickets to your show before, and it is well worth it. I mean, I know I went there. I think you two were there. I was. I've been there. I'm honored that you guys wanted to have me on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. We're honored. We've been talking about it for a while, and it's one of those things. Like if you don't actually put it in 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 action and and movement, it's like. 
it just kind of gets thrown by the wayside. But yeah, it finally it finally uh, panned so, out, and couldn't be happier to have for the 99th episode. Okay, so I'm gonna be doing a couple of shows. One, I'm gonna be at Woody's Wharf in Newport Beach on April Fool's Day. Oh wow! It's yes, April first for most of you out there. Th- there is gonna be a show. Okay. I, I keep thinking about Actually, this I think not that's a showing up. <laughs> yeah, the old ninth them. at nine yeah. trick. Yeah. <laughs> but there's there's going to be a show. Then there's another one at uh, the post rock the post at Rockwell's Bell Park April or yeah April twenty second. Then there's another one on April 29th. There's a seven o'clock show. That's the early show. That that one's for kids. Uh, then there's another show at eight thirty. Well, it's not for kids, but I scheduled a show at eight thirty because I sold some tickets that same night. Um, to four people at the bar that were a little rough around the edges. So oh. they were cool, but I didn't want – in order to make them have a great show, I yeah. asked them. I said, hey, can you do you mind if I schedule an 8.30 show? That way I don't ha- we don't have kids in the audience. I'll just do a late show and an early show. So and for I the, think that's a good way to go about it too because like yeah. you were even saying with Copperfield, you thought his biggest thing was if he could have been X-rated. So why not be able to have two shows where one is a little more family-friendly yeah. and the other is for the people that are – Having a nightcap. I'm, or I'm very family friendly. Oh yeah. But I'm also exactly. a lounge right. performer. I mean, I can work. I can work any crowd. You can go from a birthday party really, to a bachelor so. party. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and your assistant at that evening show, she's in a thong. <laughs> if that's the case, I will take one ticket. <laughs> oh, the show. So the shows. Uh, I'm also doing something that's coming up. It's going to be on June 3rd. It's at a undisclosed location. So. It's called the Shady Show. Oh boy! Okay, so when, so when you buy tickets, you get the ticket, and then I get your email address and I email you the details. All it does is tell you where to board the party bus, Ooh, where to meet to board party the party bus. bus. Holy cow! So once you get on that bus, there'll be complimentary champagne for you and your guests, your VIPs, and then it takes you on a bus ride, a magical mystery tour. There we go, the magic school oh, bus. Okay, the Beatles are there. <laughs> okay, the magical mystery tour. It's going to take you to a secret location where the show is going to take place. It's not at a restaurant, so it's called the Shady Show because I was telling my buddy this idea a couple years ago. I said I'm going to do a show, and I'm going to take him on a bus to this specific location, and he said that sounds kind of shady. <laughs> I said perfect. I'll call it the Shady Show. So that's June third. Tickets are on sale now. And at where? Whenever you can buy them in person, or you can call and buy them over the phone. But they're okay. not online. I don't sell them online. Okay, but you do have a website, though. I do have you? a website. That's if you want. I actually to visited that website the other day, and I will say it's a good website. Cool, because <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? Okay, no, don't get weird. I was literally looking at totally weirdo guest. So I wanted to look at it, and he's actually got a lot of clips on there and stuff of like him performing his yeah. magic. There's one I, so in particular I wanted to ask you about. Uh, Ask me. But uh, tell us the name of the website. It's Jack Velour. Velour like uh, like a Sean John tracksuit or a Juicy Couture booty suit. <laughs> Turtle's wearing a Sean John and booty uh, right, shorts so from uh, Juicy right now. It's Velour. V is in Velour. E is in elephant. L is in love. O is in origami. U is in underwear. R is in rich. Well, well done. Dot com. Yeah. Dot com. Um, okay. Well, perfect. I'm very interested in that shady show. I'll tell you that. Um, so speaking of the website, I uh, I couldn't help but watch a couple of those videos. You got to perform 
for the re- NBA referees and the uh, MLB umpires. Yeah, at that's, Mastros? Actually, that's actually the clip I watched as well. Okay, so I'll tell you what happened. I was in, uh, I was at Woody's Wharf in Newport Beach, and there's a group of people at that table that's in, in where the DJ typically is at nighttime. Mm-hmm. This was during a Sunday brunch. They were from Seattle. So I entertained him, and the one guy named Adam Paulson, he had a really cool camera. I think it was a white Canon camera. And he asked if he could shoot some video of my performance. I said, yeah, sure. So he shoots this video, and he gives me his email address and says, hey, follow up with me, and I'll send you the video. I emailed him a few times. He was busy. He finally sends the video, and then we start emailing back and forth. I love the video. And then he came back a year later with the same group of people, and we had a blast. I mean, it showed. It, I don't have the video posted online, <laughs> but it, it's a great video, and I like. I do watch it from time to time. I have. I have a bunch of videos that I'll look at and review, and just maybe get old, get ideas, things I've forgotten about, and stuff. So, he had a tenth grade English teacher who became a referee, an NBA referee, uh, Scott Twardowski. I hope I'm saying that right. <laughs> And he's a referee. I can't remember. There's only like Is he six. still reffing? Oh, yeah. He's still reffing. Uh, and hmm. that was his English teacher. And they're really close. And there's an annual baseball trip that they take with a bunch of the refer- – a handful of referees and a handful of Major League Baseball umpires. And I was in Cleveland at the same time they were in Cleveland. And I got to perform for him at uh, Morton Steakhouse. So he's the one who set that up. So I'd performed for him many times at Woody's Wharf in Newport Beach, and then uh-huh. part, two of the one of the couples in that group when they got married in Seattle, they flew me up there to perform at their wedding at Port in Port Townsend. Oh wow! Which is like an hour away from Seattle. That was pretty cool. So that's how it happens. That's how I end up traveling, and we've we've all become friends. So, but yeah, he set that up. Um. Uh, so you you've you've got on to the topic of like traveling for shows. How many places would you say you've gone to to perform magic? And do you have like a hands down favorite place? And not like to go always, but just one in particular time where it was like that was the best show I've ever had in my life, or well, the, the most fun, show, or whatever like that. The best show I've ever had in my life. I had one at Rockwell's the other night on February fourth. Was this the night Andy was uh, heckling you? No, Here's it was McCarr. one of the ones upstairs in the oh, okay. secret room. Or now it's just a hidden room until you've been there. Then it's a room. Yeah. Um, a very cool it's, room. Yeah, it's a great room. It's I think it's one of the coolest rooms in all of Orange County. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, oh, what was I going to say? Best show. Oh, I, I finished that show and I thought, that's got to be one of the best shows I've ever done. I felt like I was really in tune with the audience. Everybody was paying attention. Um, nobody's look, I love the cell phone. I used to hate it, but what I love about the phone is that I can tell if I've got them or not. If they're looking at their phone, I don't have them, but there wasn't one chick looking at her phone. That tells you something. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I like that answer. (laughs) That tells you something because you can't be actually talking to your friends even. They'd be like, hold on one second. Let me uh, finish this text. They were checking cell phones at the door that night, so. I don't say anything, you know. Oh, terrible. I guess I'm not funny. I tried. How'd, how'd they get all those Snapchats? Oh, yeah. How did they? Right. Right. I can't yeah, tell you. That's what, the what's your what's your take on? Uh, well, hold on. First off, you never. How many places do you think you've you've played in? Oh, well, I don't know. I'm, since I'm I'm a private performer, meaning 
I get booked by companies. I get booked by uh, people for their 50th birthday. I do mostly house parties and corporate events and uh, special events. I was just in uh, Nashville, Tennessee for the Explosives Convention. There's a a company in Alabama. They hire me because I bring a crowd to their booth. Huh. I can draw a crowd, so they want me there, so I... They make more money having me there. I was in San Antonio last year at the Grand Hyatt Hotel. So companies will hire me to draw a crowd. Interesting. Lure them in. Make them money. Valour them in? Valour. Oh, That's boy. right. Valour them in. Yeah, Valour's not even his real last name. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Oh, I'm uh, <laughs> um, I had a, a secondary question with that, but then I was so disimpressed with my witty comment there that I've I've lost it. <laughs> Uh, I don't remember what it was. You're not about. out of questions, are you? Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. Honestly, I think we have too many questions. Okay, all right. we're trying to keep this thing hour, hour and a half. How about we open it up just just a little bit right here? What do you want to tell us about magic? Right, we're drilling you and gunning you with all these questions. Yeah, right. If, if, really you, if you had to, to talk about it or, or go go off on a tangent, give it to us. Well, for me, it's uh, I love that I can do it anytime, anywhere. I love that. The only thing that I like more, well, that I always love stand-up comedy because I think, you know what, if I could do stand-up comedy, I wouldn't have to travel with any props. I mean, in a way, I do comedy when I perform, but it's it's in addition to my magic. It's not, doesn't stand alone, I There would are say. prop comics out there. Yeah, sure. But I, I like that I can do it anywhere and I do do it all over the place. If I'm at Starbucks in the morning... Um, I'll be sitting there and talking to people and having a good time and laughing, and they'll ask me what I do, and I'll show them. I'll oh, show did, them magic. No, right when you said that, I was just going to ask, do you always have just like a deck of cards on you or something? So like if that yeah, situation does come yeah. across, it's kind of like, well, here, and then you just... Yeah. I asked that too because like, especially mentioning a Starbucks, I remember I was at a Starbucks not too long ago, and I was with a buddy of mine. This woman comes up to us, she starts talking to us, and then she tells us, I mean, I know you just said earlier on you don't really believe in it, but how she was like some sort of psychic or something. Mm-hmm. But she, or she said she works with cards. We were playing a card game. And then she just was able to quickly look at us and be like, oh, I can tell you guys have been friends for like a long time. And it's like, he actually has been my buddy since kindergarten, the guy I was with at the time. And then she did say a couple things that actually did make sense. How she said like, oh, you're good with quick numbers. And then basically told my other buddy how he doesn't have a strong relationship with his dad and then said how like there's a woman from his past who's very beautiful and that he can't like get rid of and it's true his ex-girlfriend is a model now and like a ufc model and stuff so it was just kind of weird how she was able to like come in there and just briefly give us an example and then slipped us her card and it's one of those things where it's like it could easily be done you know like you're talking to someone and then show them a trick here's my card that's it yeah and you had a lot of trying times in your 20s didn't you me? Yeah. Well, I'm still living in it. Generalizations <laughs> is what he's getting at. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's like there's certain... Uh... Everybody's got a hot chick in their past. I mean, there's... Bring the mic towards sorry, you there, sorry, kid, sorry. when you're talking. Yeah, but it's still the fact chicks. that his I hot chick once. actually is a well-known model. She's got like 300,000... Yeah. She's literally got 300,000 followers on Instagram. That's a good point. Well, this she guy... makes a living off modeling, so that's like my point. Like, yeah, I'm sure good. there's tons of hot this chicks This guy's got there. attitude, or he's good-looking, or he's got... My buddy? Yeah. He is good. He does acting stuff. He is good looking. Bingo. Guy. Who is this? My buddy Joe. Cool. Oh, Joe, yeah. Joe the actor. So I, I haven't seen him, but I already know he's good looking. Yeah. I, or if he's he not good looking, our, he's got attitude. My he's senior got year, he actually won our campus heartthrob. Okay. See. Okay. So. So it doesn't. <laughs> Tony take, voted for him. It doesn't take. It doesn't take a crystal ball to know that he's. Yeah. Yeah. He sure. had a hot chick in his past. I mean, that's. So I don't. 
Exactly. No, but, you make a good point then there. But so, so my whole point of it was just more of the fact of like how you can just throw your like how she was just she just did it on it. the spot. Yeah. Exactly. But it's like the point is she slipped me her card and then it was it was that. Yeah, I do the same thing. You with call magic. It? I do it and then oh, no. did you call? <laughs> no, because I actually am more on your side. I don't believe in like spending my money to have someone look at my palm and be like, oh no. I would stay yeah. here. I see a lot of scratchers in your <laughs> life. Yeah. Are you a gambler? Use lotion, son. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Alex. <laughs> Look at that. I got one. I got one funny one. I got him laughing. My job here is oh, done. <laughs> oh, so w- doing it wherever I am, I do like that aspect of it. But that also, there's two sides to that because it's rare that I can go anywhere without having to perform and sometimes i don't want to because sometimes i just i just want to have a cup of coffee hey you want to turn it off i just want to go to a party but me going to a party if people know that i'm a magician i have to perform unless i've already performed for everyone there but if there's one person i haven't performed for then they want to make sure that that person sees what i do in most cases. So there's always that. Which it's not a big effort. I, I love doing it. So I'll do a couple things for him. But sometimes I, I don't want to put on a show. Or very quickly the conversation turns to ma- magic and what I do. And it's, you know, maybe I'm I'm thinking, well, maybe not everybody wants to talk about me. So let's, I'm that way too. I'm sensitive to that kind of thing. Um, I know we're talking about me now. That's why I'm here. But <laughs> when I'm at a party, I think, geez everybody's asking me about my magic, so I'll try to ask about what somebody else does because I'm interested in what they're doing. So, Do you ever lie about that then? Just to kind of like, like, oh, I'm in sales. I have, like, yeah, I people. have. I have. I don't make a practice of it, but I have. Man, yeah. I don't do it all the time. It's rare that I do that, but I have, and I actually did it recently. <laughs> I just wasn't in the mood. To, no, I agree. To, I've been there before too where it's like as I work with my family's restaurant, it's like I don't want people to be in like, Oh, what kind of food is it? Or where is it? I want to come visit uh, you. So I'll just be like, yeah, I uh, do this or I do that. You'll wait for three years. They never walk through the door. And yeah, they, so exactly. I'm going to come visit just, you. Yeah. It uh, deletes the small talk right away. I don't need it. You know, especially yeah. like certain conversations with that. I'm out of work. You look, you got any openings? What do you do? Yeah, maybe, maybe you can I help should, me find yeah. a job. Next thing you know, they'll be gone faster <laughs> yeah, than exactly. you can blink. That's, That's a actually good a good point. I've never tried that one before. Actually, I'm a little short on cash right now. Yeah. I think you could help me out. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Well, do we have uh, any other questions for the? Uh, oh yeah, great guest. Oh, Andy, <laughs> Andy out of left field <laughs> knew it. Andy gets aroused when he's uh, no, so, standing and talking. So what so. I find interesting oh, about oh yeah, what I find interesting about what you do is that there's the there's like two parts of it. There's the tricks and then there's the performance. Okay. So like, what do, what do you think is more important, and which do you think like came nat more naturally to you? Which is more important? I read someplace um, in a uh, the, the the master uh, magician that I don't talk to anymore, but who I saw on TV. He wrote about the the question between technique versus performance, which is more important. He says it's a false dichotomy. Which that was the first time I ever heard that word. Or if I did hear it previously, I never cared what it meant until then. Because it impl- the question implies that one is more important than the other. When the only thing in performance that is important, I think, is the whole. The whole performance. So the, the technique or the trick 
and the character, the person, the persona, um, those things that make the whole is what makes it. So if you just watch me at certain times, all you're going to see is tricks. If it's really loud and you can't, hell, maybe I'm, maybe I was called over to the table and I'm aggravated because I know nobody can hear me and five people are texting and there's two people watching me. And sometimes I'll tell people, Hey guys, watch I was just I can't say, stay like, here. Know... You're making me look bad. You guys are looking at your phones. There's somebody could take a picture of this and I look like a total loser. And I'll tell them that and they'll oh yeah, they get it cuz they're so concerned about what and I don't I'm not really sensitive to that, but I don't if you're going to have me over here at yeah. least watch, but Oh wait, so to answer your question, I think that's not one is not more important than the other, but sometimes I'm deprived of being able to show any kind of personality or uh, character or uh, point of view in the in the trick or presentation because there's it's being drowned out by um, the noise. I guess at that point I'm just that character or that person in that setting, so maybe it's not as highlighted. Um, sometimes there's uh, more of a focus on laughter and entertainment and building up a trick than doing the trick. So, but they're all they're both important. Um, so I, guess, I hope that answers it. Um, yeah, I mean they're both ingredients to make the the end product. You don't, I mean, just one of them, it's going to be boring, right? Yeah, yeah, just one, it'll be boring. It won't be mystifying enough, or it won't be entertaining enough. If you only have the trick, it won't be entertaining enough. And yeah, if you, don't have, you have no tricks and you just have talk. You're like, yeah, you're Dane Cook. Yeah, I've stood at a table for <laughs> ten minutes talking just to see how long I could stand there. I've stayed longer. Without doing any math. <laughs> I've done that. Just walk up to people and start talking. And I can go for quite a while. I can, I mean, it's, I can do that. Just, just as a test. I've tried it just to see if. <laughs> I like that fucking with people. I've done it walking up to tables of people, a family of four, and just start talking to them without saying that I'm the magician. Yeah. And then I've done it saying I'm the magician and doing nothing but talk to them and walk away without ever doing any magic. <laughs> Just to see what that feels like, just to see how they respond. I like to mess with people a little That's bit. That's awesome, because they're gonna be like, "What, what the fuck? Like, wait, did you guy? Did he do something? <laughs> Was I hypnotized? Like, yeah." So, <laughs> I don't mind. I don't mind messing with people sometimes. Ah, you gotta, you gotta keep it fresh. But I think my great, one of my greatest skills is that I can, I can take it. There's a reason you don't see. That's not what I meant, Alex. Yeah, Gosh, turtle. Jeez, oh man. I said nothing. See the look I just on sat here. How many times, Alex, how many times other than me have you seen a magician in a restaurant? I okay. truthfully don't think I can think of one. There's got to be one. I'd like to answer that. I'd say yeah. one to two for me. One so, to two? Like one, but there is a trick that I'd like to say that he did that has still blown my mind, if you don't mind. Because I'm I, sure you know how to do it. I don't want to hear about it. No, I'm just kidding. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Because I, it was at the. Have you ever blended the tilted kilt? And you, you went to the tilted kilt and you watched a magician. This was a while ago. But there, I went to the to the tilted kilt with a magician once. There, there was a hey, magician. That's right. There, there was a magician there. But so have you ever? I mean, if you, I'm sure it sounds like you've been to the tilted kilt. Yes, so it's I like have. if you look up, there's a bunch of cards on the ceiling because they've uh -huh. done those things where it's like, oh, here, write your name, throw the card up, you know, make a wish, mm -hmm. and. uh there was anyway. There was one time where the, one of the card tricks it was having me write name or something on a card, yada yada the whole thing. But all I know is that after that, like a fucking lime or something came out or a lemon, and he cut it open, 
And I fucking kid you not, there was my card with my name on it inside. It was inside it. And that fucking blew me away. That's amazing. I'm still blown away. Here I am pacing my room at like 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> oh, but I love you telling the story about it. And it's a good story. Because it is a good story. It doesn't. It, that's and that's great, one of those ones I would great, never want to find out. Because honestly, no, I love great. the mystery of it. Because I still sit and I'm just like, dude. That was fucking incredible. That magician did what a magician's supposed to do. Oh, yeah. He got a book in it, The Tilt to Kill. This guy knew how to do magic. Well, that's not what I meant. Half-naked <laughs> He's like, you don't even have to pay me. Well, that's great. That is, a, that is an achievement there. But the fact that you're telling the story and yeah. you're telling how you're telling it, and the, yeah, that's exactly. amazing. That's what that's what a magician it, it should really, do. Yeah, no, it really was yeah, that's awesome. awesome. That's, uh, that's the best. But, yeah, I think that's like the only other time where I've actually been at a restaurant uh, – Someone has approached me and like been like, oh, here you guys want to see some magic. So Andy, you said you've been you've seen a magician how many times in a restaurant? So uh, twice because there was another one at the post. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, you had a com- a oh, competitor yeah. for a little while. He hasn't been there in a long no. time. You probably know him actually. Yeah, he had dark hair. Yeah, you don't need to talk about him if you do okay. know. Him. Oh yeah, I know him. All right. Yeah. Yeah, he's a he's a fantastic magician. His name's David Malik. Yeah, he was. That's he was the David. one that was telling me the really... Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> you want to see him perform at the Magic Castle? He's known as the king at the castle. Really? Ooh, king and of the castle. He has a very... Uh, I don't know. Some people say uh, like a mob-like He's presence. New York, yeah. yeah. New yeah, York. Absolutely. He's yeah, absolutely. Kind of yeah. like Fat Tony or something. Yes. I remember specifically, <laughs> well, I don't, too. Yeah, I can't picture Fat Tony, but, I, but he's... Oh, Tony yeah. can. <laughs> yeah, I know. But he's a, the Simpsons. But he's a, he's a good-looking guy, and he's... Uh, he's uh, yeah, he looks like a mob guy. He does, but I remember him yeah. specifically talking to me because I'm a big gambler myself, and he was talking about how he's like not allowed to gamble at like in Vegas or whatnot, or how he was kicked out of casinos or something like that. Well, he's just shifty fella. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, but in the in the best possible way. But like that's the like I remember we went on a spiel about it for a while, but that had to have been I forgot completely forgot about it until you brought him up, but that had to have been a few years ago. Yeah, it's been a while. At least three i would say super nice guy too he was a nice guy and he i remember though he would he was talking to me about that too for a little bit about like i think the blackjack table specifically and how he was like kicked out of casinos or banned from certain casinos and it's just crazy to me to think that like you could be just a magician sitting there and like you make shit happen i don't know how but yeah he's in that world he's he got... is well and there goes the mobby type look yeah, to him too yeah. maybe he, plays he probably does well. have a little bit of a mob background you want to you want to laugh with the kings you want to laugh go for a ride in the car with him yeah, okay. I can't tell you any more than that. Funny, funny guy. Okay, hmm. take you up on that. So, I'm I'm jumping back in here, right? But I've got a funny story about you that I, I think I may oh have boy. told you once or twice, Hold right? We said to talk Hold about this story. off air. Hold that story. Okay. Um. So the reason I asked about magicians, if you'd seen them, hold that story, is because the big reason you don't see magicians is because when you go up to a table and somebody says. You're a magician. Uh, yeah, no thanks. And they're really nasty. Most people can't take that. <laughs> and it happens. You get told to uh, get lost in many ways if you're not, if you don't have the right way about you. And I'm lucky that I have the right. I had a gift to begin with, but it's gotten better and better over time. But I could, I've taken a lot of heat. I've taken a. I mean, you walk away angry sometimes. That happens less and less the longer I've been doing it because I have like mm-hmm. almost a sixth sense for who to approach. But that's why you don't see magicians because the the public is uh, – they scared them all away or most of them. But anyway, you got a story about me. I do. I, I do. Can I, I jump in? Yeah, go ah, ahead. I, I, need to, I need to have this answered. The other time I saw a magician was at <laughs> – It's been bugging me my no, whole no, life. <laughs> it was at American Junkie, which is next to Woody's Wharf. Did oh, you ever, American Junkie is now gone. Did you ever yeah, perform there? Or is it just a coincidence that they're next door? Once. once. 
maybe okay. once I went. Andy over got there. kicked out of American. <laughs> he might have been that same night, but I just remember <laughs> okay. what what that magician did was like the spoon bending stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I'm oh, wondering, yeah. like, did he just destroy all the spoons in the restaurant? <laughs> yeah, and he was asking. I remember left, that he day. He left them all there. <laughs> there were a hundred bent spoons all <laughs> over the he, table. He must have been a disgruntled employee or something. <laughs> I'm not really a magician. <laughs> he was so drunk, he's talking to the janitor. <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm like, drunk. It's like, sir, you're making the garbage disappear. Or well, what if it was one of those like scenes where Andy was actually doing it himself? <laughs> He's just looking in a mirror. He's that hammered. So, anyway, great, great stop, uh, stopping point there, Andy. But my, and I assume it was you, right? Right, because it, it comes from the post. And uh, Tommy told me this story. I, I don't, I, maybe a year ago, something the bar, along the those bartender, lines. Tommy, Tommy, the bartender, right? Who's been on the podcast? And you have to understand Tommy because Love that guy. he's yeah, he's great. awesome, right? He's super personable, like you are. But he, he's got that look to him that if you're feeding him bullshit, he just kind of looks you in the eyes and makes you realize that he knows that you're, you know, it's not believable. But but then when he's around the women, right, like he's a ladies man. And, and, and so he's very charismatic. And, and so he's telling this story about how he's, he's closed up, right? And, and, and the magician had been there or you had been there, you know, rather performing that evening. And, um, you know, he's getting ready to get out of there. And, and, and Tommy, you know, doesn't like to do a whole lot of work. He likes to gather as quick as he can, right? And, and still keep everything in line. And he'll tell you that. And he gets a phone call, right? Nobody's in the bar. So he debates taking the call, uh, takes the call. And it's, it's an older gentleman complaining that he got home and his Rolex is missing and a bunch of cash out of his, his wife's purse or, or his right, wallet maybe, right? right? And, and I don't remember exactly what, what he said there with the story, but there was some <laughs> cash and a, and a watch missing. So he made Tommy, right? He, he made Tommy go back and review these tapes to watch him there and to see if the magician had, you know, had, had pulled the rolly off his arm and somehow pickpocketed him. And I, I thought that was awesome that there was somebody there that believed that somebody was so smooth that they're taking a watch off their hand and money out of the pocket. It's almost like a compliment to you in a way. He told me about that. Yeah. Yeah. I remember he had to like, he, I think he mentioned to us that he did contact you to be like, Hey, like this guy's complaining or said something about like stuff missing. Well, what I remember was I found out, I think I found out about it after it had all happened. And he said, yeah, but we watched the tape and it was clear that you didn't do it. And then they called back and apologized or something. Cause like day later, hours yeah. later, he, he I don't, found the he watch. Found he found yeah. the watch yeah, or something. But I was. It's a embarrassing suspect. at that point. You have to. So call I, the question is, how did you get the watch back in his house? Yeah. <laughs> that was good. that was funny. You'd have good. to ask the I wife know. that but, question. But, but I, I do. I do. <laughs> 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 See, I set you up oh, for that. I'll take weird. the assist. But that that I like that story. I thought that was that was so awesome that some. Some full-grown man, right? I like to think he was intoxicated. Sat down and called the post and said, "You need to check the and, tapes." In that situation, though, I imagine it was the, especially if money was missing out of the wife's purse. I imagine it was her screaming at him, like, "You better call!" And he had to, he was unchecked. He had no choice. <laughs> yeah, the queen rules. I mean, just how it goes, unfortunately. Um, I have a question that someone in here is uh, a little nervous to ask. What would be your advice <laughs> to someone trying to get into the magic at a beginner level? Maybe specifically if someone wanted to learn a few party tricks. Oh, that is my question. Okay. Where yeah, would yeah. you recommend that they start? And he probably hates that, right? Because it's no, like... I don't. No, I don't hate that. Um, you can go to uh, go to the bookstore and get. Uh... Oh, he's out. <laughs> I can't recheck. <laughs> we talked. No, but that, that's that's a good point, right? Uh, so you can go to the bookstore, get a book on uh, magic tricks. So go to Audible. There's probably some good ones. Um, do those post mate? Because that's going to be his next question. Yeah. <laughs> but don't don't buy a magic kit. And that's because yeah. you're a cool hip guy. And <laughs> whoa, okay. you heard it here. Yeah, 
<laughs> so you don't want to bring out like the the little magic plastic magic wand with the white no. tips. No <laughs> abracadabra. Next a lightning bolt. I got my own magic plastic wand. You're trying to help okay. your game. Plastic? <laughs> you want what to help you your game, not hurt wand? it, right? Touche. Okay, so don't 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 buy one of the magic kits with the bozo nose and the. Um, yeah, the, I had that when I was in the plastic nine. cups that you make the balls just uh-huh. yeah, under. That's, that's, like a, that's cool stuff, but from Michelin, huh? but get a book on uh, I would say card tricks or something or something like that. Okay, buy a book because then you can make it. It might be magic with a business card, your so your own business card or a credit card or do something that you can naturally carry around with you and then break it out when the time is right. Speaking I'll take of that, that I'm just gonna go into a question really quick. Yeah. Of like, because you do a lot of uh, magic with props, and then you do some with cards. Out of like the card tricks and the ma- and the prop tricks, which ones would you say really blow the people's minds more? Is it when you just turn the little quarter into like a giant fifty cent piece, or like when all of a sudden the six of clubs is in their pocket? Well, it all depends. I've been trying to answer this for a long time, and I I can't. Uh, it used to be always. The cards. I was going to say, Always the one where I turn the dollar. I love the card tricks. The silver dollar into the big silver dollar. Then that, for a while, that was the best. Then it was the rope. Then it was the one where I take a uh, a red, like a red cloth, a handkerchief, and and have them look at it and hold it. And then I turn it into a blue one. And yeah. I, and my, there's nothing in my hands. the night, too. Yeah. So you, for a while, people were requesting that one. And it was always the one people wanted to see. And um, there's it goes in phases. And now, which is good, it seems like. I can't figure out which one is the favorite of the crowd, which is where I want it to be. Exactly. Yeah. I want them to all be on a high level, but there's some that are more entertaining, more funny, and I'm always improving them. But everyone's hard different to say. too, I imagine. Like some people are going to enjoy the props more, some people are going to enjoy the cards more. Yeah, but I, I always have a deck of cards. Yeah. So. Awesome. And one more time, just tell us again where. The crowd can go and uh, and find you. Oh no, I, I have one more question. Andy, this will be your very last it question. No, the post is. at Rockwell's in Villa is. Park. The post at Rockwell's in Villa Park. Bingo. And tell us again about that Shady Show. The Shady Show. It's a show where you buy tickets. You meet at a at a location where which will be in the email. It's in Orange County. You'll board a party bus and then you take the bus to a secret location where the show is going to take place. And, and that's in June. That's June third. It's a Monday. Okay. And you're going to board the bus at that's 7 right. o'clock. Perfect way to like start getting into that summer feel also. It's going to be, I imagine it'll be great weather that day. Yeah. I'm excited Sun's about the Shady late. Show. I'm real excited about this because the look on people's faces when they see. Is this see your first time doing one of these the shows? The first time doing okay, the Shady Show. When they see where this show takes place. Oh, yeah. You're not going to want to miss it then. I'm excited and I'm nervous about it. It's uh, That's the raw details right there it's, then. It's uh, You heard it here. But there's action. That's what oh. I want. I need action. So that's. Honestly, maybe we go. <laughs> oh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm curious. Uh, okay, Andy, what's that that question you've been dying to? Yeah, he is known actually yes. as Andy. One last one question. last thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm six, almost so. six five. <laughs> <laughs> you've been doing this a long time, and you said how the personality is a big part of the performance. Um, have you changed that around? Have you like? done a show like i'm gonna wear a cape today or anything like or you've always been yourself that's your you know of any well, capes for people six five and oh and you can get them made i've tried different things i've tried different things and different uh garb i had a Jimi hendrix jacket that i used to wear that was real long and um like a duster what's a Jimi hendrix jacket 
You've got the internet. Uh, type in. I Jimmy do. Hendrix <laughs> and, um, but I think he's more. It's got it's got buttons on each side. Uh, okay. on each I, side I know his buttons. headband. Um, Jimmy Jimmy Hendrix jacket is a black velvet jacket. It was really long, big pockets. Um, if you type in black velvet, it'll show up. I'm looking. Oh, I think Coldplay has been wearing stuff like this, right? That thing. Uh, it's too. Yeah, similar. Okay. So, anyway, I used to wear that. I've worn a r- bright red jacket, but now I wear a suit without a tie, or I'll wear a tuxedo, or I wear jeans with like a what do they call it a field jacket with the pockets on the chest and on mm-hmm. the side. Um, but I've that's that's the appearance. That's not the persona. I've experimented with being different things, being being the jerk, being a smartass. <laughs> Um, so have I. Jo- making <laughs> making jokes, everything is a joke. I mean, we've all been a teen, right? Um, other jokes. Uh, I've played with different characters, but I'm now when I perform, I'm just me, whoever that is. I really just I, I'm who I am. And on the underside of my tuxedo, I've got it embroidered. When you lift up the collar, it says, "Be who you are." So who you are is, for me, that's another way of telling people how you feel. So when I'm in front of the audience and they're, and I'm frustrated with them because they're just being, uh, they're obnoxious or something, sometimes I'll look at them and I'll say, you know, I'm not sure this is the best way for me to be spending my time because that's how I feel. I'm being who I am in that moment and it's amazing what it does. Because then they're like, wow. Typically a girl girl will say, wait, what? Hmm. Wait, what? Say, yeah, I'm not sure that I should stay here. And I'm thinking about leaving. And then somebody will say, no, dude, what, dude, pay attention. He's trying to do his magic. And then somebody else, they know, because they understand, because people have empathy. And then they'll do the work for me. Or I'll say, geez, maybe this was a bad, I say it, I try to be funny about it, but sometimes Hmm. I'm serious. I'll put my hand on my forehead and I'll go like this. Jeez, I'm not sure this is a good idea. I mean, you called me over for this. What, for torture? Man. And then they'll be like, shut up, guys. Watch them. Hmm. And then I'll get business out of it. It's amazing how that happens. Huh. Uh, it doesn't always happen, but it's just by being real. Uh, that's pretty solid. Andy, you are done with your... Uh... Oh, he's got another uh, one. No, that was a really inspiring message to end I, on. I, that honestly was. Yeah, I like that a lot. Be who you are. For a man who is not certain magic is his passion, he's certainly passionate about his magic. I like it. (laughs) Print it. That was great, Alex. Every dog has his day. That was mine. I will say, you are... It's awesome watching you. You bring the entertainment to it. He's spectacular. You you have the personality for it. Because I even watched those YouTube videos. I mean, not the YouTube video. the, The video on your website of when you were performing for those NBA refs and those umpires, and they were just laughing the whole time. And it's like, that's the good part about it. It's like, you... Show them the magic, but then you're also funny and stuff, and it's a great show all around. Well, thank you. We'll yeah. have the video on our website, and you can also head to jackvelour.com and uh, make sure you check out The Shady Show and see him at The Post at Rockwell's. Woody's Wharf a lot. Woody's, Woody's Wharf, Wharf, April Fool's Day. There's a few tickets left for that. Well, when I say few, maybe nine. Nine. So you seven, better nine. act fast. This guy's a real deal. Um, I've seen him firsthand. We all have. It's 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 good stuff. Hey, everybody that's listening that knows me, thank you for listening. 
Yes, Stay thank out. you also. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Check out our sports pod and entertainment pods, too, because they're just as much a delight. Just slightly less a delight, yeah, I guess. No, this was a very big delight um, tonight. Jack Valor, this has been spectacular. We appreciate you coming on. Um, we'll definitely love to have you back anytime. Thank you, guys. This has been great. Yeah, I would like one of these days, too, if we can actually get video set up. We're working on it. Sure. We're, uh, we're in actually, the middle of getting a studio built. Throw actually. a couple tricks out there and whatnot. People have to... It's one thing to hear it, but they got to see it. Okay. Because I will vouch. It is amazing stuff. That's enough, Turtle. Yeah, we can do that. (laughs) All right. Well, you've been listening to episode 99, the Happy Hour podcast, Tony'sTake.com. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, like I said, and uh, check out our Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I'm Sean. Joined with me, we had Tony the Pony Cats. Yes, we did. Off-road Andy, I pour a drink in the middle of the pod. I hope it was magical for you. Turtle, our, uh, our guests. Abracadabra. <laughs> and again, Jack Valor. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you guys later.